Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. Uh, as I say from time to time, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. Uh, and I ask that you, uh, you know, just encourage folks to join us in these times together. Pass a word about this. Uh, I know a podcast is still a new concept in a lot of folks' mind and what the whole point is. And just tell them very simply, we just look at the Word of God, usually less than 10 minutes' time. And it's sort of a good thing to uh, initiate discussion and dialogue with one another. So we continue in John chapter 17, where we've been the last couple of three, four, five episodes, right? And remember, Jesus is praying. This is referred to as Jesus' high priestly prayer. He hadn't attained to the position of high priest yet, but he was about to by his sacrifice. <coughs> Excuse me. So in John chapter 17, verse 17 is where we left off last time. And Jesus said this, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So Jesus is praying to the Father, and he asked the Father to sanctify these disciples. Now, the question is, who is he speaking to? Is he speaking to just these 11, or is he speaking to all of us? And the answer is yes. And we're going to find out, maybe even today if we get down that far, there's a verse that gives a little clarification of that. Yes, in the immediate, he's praying on behalf of these right here. He actually said at the beginning of the prayer that I'm not praying for those in the world. I'm praying for those right here that believe. Okay? When he's calling upon the Father to sanctify them, to consecrate them, to make them holy. And he says, your word is truth. The word of the Lord God is truth. Verse 18, Jesus continues, As you sent me into the world, so have I sent them into the world. And so Jesus is letting the disciples know, because I believe that they were there at this time, because I know they heard it because John's writing it, right? Um uh, that in the same way that the Father sent the Son for a particular mission, and all that you see in John, the way that John wrote it and the message that is here, it's a very missional type of thing. In the same way that the Lord Father sent Jesus to the world, we have been sent into the world. And Jesus acknowledges that. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Verse 19. And for their sake... I consecrate myself, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Now, a lot of times people get sort of bent out of shape. Well, that means that Jesus had to make himself more holy. There was something lacking in Jesus from the perspective of the Godhead. No, 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 not at all. What he's saying is, I'm walking in this holiness, okay? And I'm doing it for their sake, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Notice how that truth the word of truth, the holiness of truth, it keeps getting dri driven in. Now, verse 20 was the verse I guess alluded to a while ago. Jesus continues to speak. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. <clears throat> so the principles that we've seen up at this point in time in Jesus' prayer does apply to all believers, okay, and the various things that he said. But he was praying it particularly on behalf of uh, the 11 that were there before him. But now, what does he say? <coughs> I'm not asking just for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. See, just about everyone who is a believer 
can trace back their faith and belief to what they did, these disciples, what they did after Jesus was resurrected. Now, you know what? There were other people who were believers that heard the word direct from the Lord himself. Well, hallelujah, right? During the time he was here on the earth. But after that time, after that generation passed away, it would be those who believe in me through these words that these would have spoken, either by the proclamation of the gospel uh, by speaking or by writing. So Jesus continues the sentence, verse 21, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. <laughs> Boy, this right here is a, a loaded, 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 loaded verse, a phenomenal verse. Uh, here's what I want to do. I want to back up and read verse 20 and 21 again because it's all one sentence. Just listen to what Jesus is saying. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So a couple of big things right here, a couple of big picture things right here. <clears throat> he says the reason that I'm asking this is not just for these 11 right here, but it's for everyone else who will hear this word. And what I'm asking is that when they believe that they will realize that they are all one and they're one in this way, in the same way, father, that you and I are one just as you father are in me. So the father is in the son and I in you <clears throat> and the son is in the father. And then he says that they also may be in us. And us, Father, Son, and Spirit, the Spirit is in believers and Spirit being in believers. And we've seen already earlier in chapter 14, I believe, where Jesus said that the Father and Son would abide within us. So we have all the fullness of the Godhead abiding within us. Now, a couple of points here. <coughs> a lot of, uh, particularly the ecumenical movement, <laughs> ecumenical movement, which is uh, basically a movement where people say, well, can't we all just get along, get along, go along? Because we all say we're believers and we're all one, so we just need to, you know, be happy ever after. Well, there's problems with that because a lot of people who are in the ecumenical movement are not one because they're not saved. They use this verse right here to speak a great deal to the ecumenical movement. In other words, different churches need to just unify together. The problem is they're talking about the organizations of man. By definition, the organism of the body of Christ is unified because we are unified in the spirit and in the fullness of the Godhead in each individual believer. Whether you worship together with one group over here one Sunday or whatever, that doesn't matter. Uh, the organization of man is not represented right here. It's the organism of the body of Christ that's represented here. There's a purpose to it. Here's the second point. There's a major purpose of this, and the reason Jesus was saying this is at the end of verse 21, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The reason that we are to live in this oneness, that we're to walk in this oneness, that we're to believe in this way, is that the world will believe. Remember what Jesus said over in the 13th chapter? He says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. By this, the world will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. 
it is the love of the one another, of the body of Christ, the oneness of the body of Christ with one another and with the uh, Father, Son, and Spirit. It is that that will lead the world to believe that Jesus was sent by God. See, so often we think it's going to be by our ability to proclaim the gospel. Uh-uh. It's far more by our ability to live out the gospel and the transformation that's taking place in our heart and in our life. And that living out begins with the one another. That's the reason Jesus said, I give you this new commandment, that the world will know you, that you are my disciples, by your love for one another. So he's just picking up that idea right here again. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. So obviously questions come to mind. Does the body of Christ live in such a way that the world knows that Jesus was sent by the way they see us acting with one another, by how they see us behaving with one another, by how they see us loving one another? The true body, yes, I, I believe, loves one another. I really do. There's tears. They're not a part of the true body. They're just part of the organization. But I think we would do well to give heed to what Jesus was praying here, that the world may believe that you had sent me because we are one with God. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all again next time.